Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As we saw in our last study, people from the crowds around Jesus would often cry out to Jesus, sometimes in praise, and at other times there could be a challenge or a test. And as we might expect, Jesus interacted with the multitudes. He responded to them. He would speak to them, sometimes teaching or advising, sometimes warning. He might comfort, he might correct, but he never ignored them. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus pronounces a judgment on that generation. Take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 11 and join me as we study an evil generation. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to come before you. It is a great privilege to come before the Almighty God. We are unable to have audiences with kings or princes or presidents or governors, but we can have an audience with you. We can come into your very presence and speak to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this, and we ask that as we seek to study your word, that you would open our eyes and our ears to its truth. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 29, Luke writes, And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. So as we mentioned in our last study, Jesus was often surrounded by crowds. Here we're told in Luke's gospel that there were crowds thickly gathered together. And so Jesus speaks to the crowd, and he says, this is an evil generation. What a thing to say, to tell the people who were there to hear him, to see his miracles, that they were an evil generation. But Jesus could see their heart, and he knew the end of this journey. He knew he was going to a cross. And so he says, this is an evil generation. Why? Because it seeks a sign. They were always looking for some miracle, some sign, some wonder. And oftentimes they were looking, but they weren't accepting the truth. They were looking, but not seeing. They were hearing words, but not listening. And so this evil generation was seeking a sign. We're told later on in the New Testament that the Jews would always seek a sign and the Greeks were always seeking some kind of wise statement or wisdom. They were an evil generation. And Jesus says, even though they sought a sign, no sign was going to be given to them except the sign of Jonah the prophet. In other words, Jonah was a sign to these people as well as to the Ninevites. But he's not really speaking of Jonah, is he? So he says in verse 30, For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. Now what happened with Jonah? Jonah was sent to Nineveh by God, but Jonah refused to go, so he got on a boat and went the other direction. In judgment, God worked up the waves of the sea and the boat was about to sink. Ultimately, the men threw him overboard and Jonah was swallowed by a great fish. 
He was in the belly of the great fish for three days, and then the fish spit him out on the shores near Nineveh. Well, what Jesus is saying here is just like Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days, so also Jesus, the Son of Man, will be in the belly of the earth. He will be in the tomb three days. That's the sign he's speaking of. He's talking about the sign of his death, his burial for three days, and then his resurrection, him coming out of the tomb just like Jonah came out of the great fish. So that's the great sign that they are going to see. And honestly, that's the greatest sign anyone could see. But even having this happen in their midst, this evil generation by and large was not going to believe. The result, verse 31, the queen of the south, Sheba, will rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. And the men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. Now there are a couple of things we need to see here. The queen of the south came to hear Solomon and all of his wisdom during his days of splendor. And Jesus says she came. He doesn't condemn her for coming. He says she came rightly. Solomon was someone to come to, to hear. But Jesus is greater than King Solomon. He is wiser than King Solomon. He is the creator of King Solomon. And then we're told down later that the men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment and they will condemn this generation because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And Jesus is greater than Jonah. In other words, this generation had in their very presence, walking in the streets among them, someone greater than Solomon and someone greater than the prophet Jonah. And these people don't really want to hear him. They just want a sign, and they don't want to repent. They just want Jesus to do miracles, to say amazing words, They simply want to be entertained. They want their curiosity satisfied. And Jesus says, I am greater than Solomon. I am greater than Jonah. I am worthy to be listened to like the wisest man of the earth. I am worthy to be responded to by repentance at my preaching, just like the Ninevites to Jonah. Now, here's another thing that's interesting. The queen of the south was not Jewish. The Ninevites were not Jewish. So part of this condemnation is these Gentiles, these pagans, not God's chosen people, saw in Solomon and saw in Jonah God's work and God's power and presence. And the Jews, having heard the prophecies of the Messiah all of their lives, now Jesus the Messiah is there, and they're not listening and they're not repenting. They have something greater and yet they're rejecting it. That's an important thing to see. Now, how do we apply this to us? How do we make this applicable to us? Do we have more available to us than prior generations? The answer is likely yes. Look at all the Bibles we have and all the translations we have, all the teaching we have, all the access we have to knowledge, to research, to study. Look at all we can look back on in history and learn from. Look at our day and time with television and radio and digital media, etc., etc., and how much of that can be used 
not only to learn, but to also speak to the world. Now, Jesus is not more evident to us than he should have been to them, but our opportunities as being literate individuals with lots of resources, our opportunities to grow are amazing. And look at the freedom that we have, the freedom to believe, the freedom to live out our faith. Look at the shoulders we stand on, the great patriarchs of our Christian era, of our history. How are we responding to all that we have been exposed to, all that we have seen and heard? Are we listening to the Lord? Are we listening to God? Do we seek out his wisdom, his instruction, his correction? Are we repenting? Are we responding the way God desires us to? Humble, broken, contrite, drawing near to him, seeking his face? That's what he desires. That's what Jesus desired. They were looking forward to a resurrection that they didn't understand. It had not happened yet. We look back, not only on the death, burial, and resurrection, but on the apostles' work, on the completion of a New Testament that they did not have. What are we doing with it? How are we responding? That's an important question that each of us must answer for ourselves. Father in heaven, give us wisdom and discernment and understanding as we seek to respond by faith to Jesus, to your word, to the work of your spirit. Help us, Father, not to be casual and complacent in all of this. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.